You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk about Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 262, we're discussing our preludes to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm excited. For what? Falcon the Winter Soldier? Did you finally get Disney Plus? I got a Disney, and plus I got some more Disney, so I got <laughs> some Disney Plus. Already off the rails with Sanjay, but no, he is, he is excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is the second to last podcast we're ever going to talk about this subject, because we're going to review it next week. And we're going to count it down today, boys. We've got two big properties debuting later this week in Zack Snyder's Justice League, as well as the next Disney Plus MCU show in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, picking up the threads from Endgame, from Captain America, and running full steam into a beautiful character expansion on the falcon and winter soldier guys we're going to break down both of those shows our thoughts our hype levels and what we're hoping to experience from them it's an exciting weekend nerd guys there there's a ton to break down and we're also going to touch on the batman completing principal photography as well as superman and lois a a true gem out there on tv right now that i've been thoroughly enjoying so we're gonna give sanjay and troy an opportunity to talk about that because they have not had a chance to do so yet, and I'm excited to expand our thoughts, Carlos, on that as well. But guys, before we get into any of that, any of the major excitement, we got to shift to my favorite segment every single week, and we got to kick this thing off like we always do with our Weeks in Nerd. It's been a plastic-heavy week for myself, and I know for the other guys out there, and Troy... I got to kick it off with you. I wore a special t-shirt today just for you because between the Nerd Room Arcade episode that you guys dropped that's in the feed right now talking about that new game and your recent acquisitions. But Troy, why don't you expand that story for your Weekend Nerd and what you picked up this past week? <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. It's um, It's been a turtle-heavy week, man. It's, it's It's been nuts out there. My, my love for turtles is just... Uh... It's come back harder than ever right now. It's um, it's crazy, man. Um, so you know we got some some good news this week, obviously with that new Turtles game. I think Revenge of Shredder, mm-hmm. Shredder's Revenge, and it looks phenomenal. But listen, you know, for a while now I've been eyeing Carlos's uh, Mezco Batman figure. I'm like, man, this thing looks so cool. So like lately, I just wanted to kind of dip outside of the Marvel Legends and the McFarlane, the Black Series. I just want something different something I've never really been able to play around with. So I've been kind of looking at some Mezco X-Men figures, and but I just haven't quite pulled the trigger. So here I am, about to go on the hunt, and Carlos sends me this nice little Hot Toys message. On Kijiji, <laughs> it's the Amazing Spider-Man Hot Toy. And I'm like, yo, Andrew Garfield's my guy. That's Amazing Spider-Man 1, that costume. I love it, that basketball look. Man. And um, I messaged Buddy an offer. And uh, he says he has somebody else in line. So he's going to get back to me. I don't hear from him for a while. So I kind of move on to the next. <clears throat> but our boy Darth Goody also has some influence on this story. <laughs> because I'm eyeing this guy's 
I mind this guy's IG. His IG is amazing. Go to Dark yeah. Gritty. And um, he posts the Raphael Super 7 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figure. And I'm like, holy smokes, man. This thing looks cool. Like, I looked at them for a little bit, but I haven't pulled the trigger. But after Darth posted that picture, man, I'm like, I need that. So I go back and forth with him online. Uh, we're consulting about this thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger, man. I'm going to get that Leo. I'm going to get that Raph. And, uh, man, Leonardo came in first. And I was like, wow, this is this is cool. This is really, really cool. So I'm all in right now, man. I hopped into the Super 7 line. It's um, I'm just going to stop at the 4. I always try and stop at the 4 when it comes to, like, a, like the Turtles or, or the <laughs> Ghostbusters. But, but then I'm like, man, like. I end up playing like Turtles in Time on the SNES this weekend with my daughter. And I'm like, I love, I love these things. I need more of it in my life. So I've decided that um, the shell's behind me. I'm going to go all in on the four rows that I have on this, on this Calyx. And I'm going to fill each row out of the four with uh, different generations of the Turtles. So like I got like the NECA movie figures and I got the Nickelodeon ones. I'm going to fill in another box or another shelf with this Super 7. And then the other one, I don't know. I'll look for some sort of generation of turtles. Like maybe, maybe the old school ones. I don't know. I guess yeah, buddy. The Come most on. sense, right? Yeah, that makes the most sense. It's dangerous, though. It's or dangerous. You could do the but... turtles in time uh, NECA ones. Ooh. I was looking at those ones, too. The thing is, I just wanted to kind of have a different selection, a different variety. So I didn't want to really double dip too much in NECA or double dip too much in, oh, like, gotcha. um, the Super 7. So I kind of wanted, like, the Nickelodeon ones are very different. And then obviously the turtle ones from like the old school line are are very kind of simplistic. Yeah, you can um, you can get Playmets has been releasing basic remolds of the original turtles that you can get for a pretty reasonable price. Like I got a set behind me, and they've been pumping those out, so you can actually get like a pretty fair representation of that era with yeah. these remakes. Yeah, well, I've been looking at that one. So I found at EB, they have pre-orders. I think it comes out in June mm-hmm. for, for that one you mentioned. I think it gives you like the old school Shredder, yeah. uh, Splinter, Splinter, and then the four, the four turtles. turtles. Yeah. And uh, there, there's something about that raft. There's something about that raft with that green. Yeah, that different color. Like, it's a lighter green. Yeah, yeah, It's a lighter green, and I love that look. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I might have to get that. I got the turtle van somewhat uh, at my parents' house. So I think I'm going to have to like hijack Wicked. that thing <laughs> and, and throw them in there. But yeah, right now, man, I'm in turtle mode, man, from the video games. I watched part two the other day. Nice. My daughter, I, I let her watch part three. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know <laughs> man, why. It's hard to watch. That's a hard one to watch. Uh, I haven't know. seen it in forever. Oh, st- it's like away, two man. movies smash into one. It's like some other stuff we've seen in the past. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, man I, i'm loving this turtle stuff the, my favorite yeah. part though is i want to i gotta go back and revisit the first episode of this year when you said focus <laughs> only legends only oh, black yeah. series and boom when i saw that oh. i was just like i was so ecstatic because it's a line <laughs> that i'm not jumping into our boy yeah. ian also came to me and said look are you into this do you do this i know you do a lot of turtle stuff i said no i'm like kind of focusing back on retro stuff and i'm not jumping into this line it's a bit pricey for me and then not a week or two later, you jump in and Ian's like, hey, I just talked to Tim about this. <laughs> and here you are, <laughs> neck deep in Super 7. All in, man. Because the cool thing with these guys, too, is um, what struck me is, so is Raph. Raph is the one that sold it. That's my turtle. And when I found him or when I saw him, his original buck comes with the old school, like, Playmates face, right? Yeah. They do a really good job of capturing that look. And I was like, man, that the nostalgia, it hits me so hard. Even though I like the the modern face sculpts that they come with instead, there's something about just looking at that. So I had to go back 
and uh, and grab these things and with the accessories and everything. I mean, the video's out there, so I kind of go in, but um, I'll post up another one with Raf because that's that's my guy. So I got to go in um, sometime next week and post that up. Oh man, I, ca- yes, I cannot wait! And next, huge, yeah. great feedback on the style of video you put together. It's, Cheers! It's awesome. It's like a short five minute review of all that, comparing to the NECA guy or NECA, NECA Leo. It, it's mm. fantastic, dude. Oh, I'm so next, stoked that next. you're into this and you're loving that line it's, it it does make me nervous because the last time you did this <laughs> i ended up jumping in about a year later and in a major way so <laughs> I, i'm nervous for myself on this <laughs> how about you sunny man what you get up to this week what did i get up to this week that's a good question i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sat at home worked in your basement just like me <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much no man it's been pretty chill um with me i haven't really been picking up any movies nothing really has been out although today i did go to sunrise and i picked up a promising young woman which is oh, nominated nice. for best picture at the oscars haven't seen it yet so we'll see we'll see the guy at sunrise though he was like we got chatting and then he's like so are you going to be watching the snyder cut that's coming out <laughs> i wanted to be like son take a seat i got a story to tell you <laughs> Come Have with I me, got a child. podcast for you. <laughs> Where you're like, I'm an associate producer. So. Yeah. Not only am I watching it, but if you watch it, I will get paid to watch it, which will in turn make me spend more money at sunrise. So, young fellow. Yeah, all that HBO Max residual you're getting, eh? No, it's all crave, man. It's all crave. Because in Canada. Yeah, it's true. Um, though, besides that, you know, haven't really done much, haven't been on the hunt. Don't have any like wacky or wild stories like Troy or Carlos or Tim like on the hunt. I've just been just been at home, you know, like in Predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, the guy from Rocky that plays Apollo. Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. What is wrong with you? You're supposed to be the movie guy. (laughs) Tim Axis guy from the feed. All right. right This is just this is just (laughs) coming off the top of my head. Okay, this analogy is coming. And then he's like, he's like, it's Carl Weathers. He's the treasure. (laughs) To cinema. I think he's he like, was in he, The Mandalorian. Don't know that one. But he was like, you've been sitting on your desk pushing too many pencils. I'm Carl Weathers and you guys are Arnold Schwarzenegger because you guys have been like on the hunt and I've just been at my, at my desk. That, that's a long roundabout analogy of what I've been up to. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Yes. Well, we're going to hear from Sanjay in great depth and detail when we get to our Superman and Lois section, as well as... Oh, yes, yes. I can't wait to talk about Tom Welling and um, Christian (laughs) Crook and... Just Just typical associate producer. I I thought we were talking about the greatest Superman TV show ever made. (laughs) Are we talking about Smallville, the greatest superhero TV show of all time? (laughs) The gloves are off already. We're not even at that (laughs) section. (laughs) All right, goddamn Batman, round this out. Because I'm going to take you guys through a little story, and then i got a question to pose to you guys for all the collectors out there. But I want to hear what oh. you got up to this week, man. Future State has come to a close. Yeah, man. What have you been up uh, to? Future State came to a close. To be honest, I'm going to do a little plug here, because the highlight of my week in Nerd was probably that Zack Snyder's Justice League tailgate that we had. Yeah. A bunch of amazing folks on Friday, Tim and myself, hosted by the Vigilante 1939 guys. And, man, i got to say, like, it was just a really cool conversation, really cool people. And Nico, props to you, man. And I love you for making me the jacked guy in 
the podcast because I roll up in in our podcast and it's like I'm like Bruce in issue three of Dark Detective. It's like, yeah, I got it going. Uh, but yeah, there he is, the next Batman, and I get it. I'm here with my busted out knees, and like, he's the man. That thought process, those thought bubbles, you read them with Bruce. That's what it is. Every time that man sits down in the chair on the feed, I'm I'm just Bruce Wayne. I am the goddamn Batman, so it's just it's just the way it goes. But like Nico, man, what a guy! Just boosted me up, and it was awesome. I was yeah, like, it was- man ton of fun man those guys directed that thing masterfully considering there's 10 people on at one point with all varying opinions about justice league and Zack snyder's justice league and everything that's going on it was a great conversation it was a really great conversation with a lot of perspectives and a lot of positivity to be honest with you it never degraded down into name calling or anything like that it was it was a great show and it's like over two hours i think the feed yeah, no, and it was just it was just fun and like you said, lots of different perspectives and lots of informed opinions. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just cool. Like it was a neat uh conversation with a variety of opinions over a spectrum of different yeah. uh types of viewers from younger folks who are just kind of getting into this stuff and well seasoned veterans in this space kind of thing. So it was, uh, it was cool. So that was definitely a highlight of the week. And the other thing is something I told Tim about, but I didn't want to mention on here till it saw fruition. But uh, with just trying to reduce the physical collecting down and make good on one of the nerdier resolutions, I've been poking around on for a couple issues to just shore up my DC collection to kind of have my era locked and have all the books in this era. And there was a lot of comics I found on eBay and to buy this lot of 32 issues was going to be cheaper than buying them a la carte, like the two nonsense books that I needed. And so it came, and then there was the announcement of the Black Superman coming out and the potential of it being Calvin Ellis. And uh, that lot of 32 books, I ended up with two copies of Calvin Ellis's first appearance Ooh. in there in mint condition. Ooh. And it was like, that auction cost me nothing. Like the, the shipping cost me $10 more than the comic. So, <laughs> always the way it is. Wow. so yeah, that book is like, I saw it sniffing around 300 bucks. Oh, <laughs> that long ago. So, yeah. What? And, uh, Yo, and what there, issue and, is that? Uh, it's issue seven of final crisis. Oh, yo, I might have that. Yeah. So I, I didn't, crisis? Okay. Yeah, I didn't think for a second that the guy was going to put them in that 32. I fully <laughs> expected to open that box and it not be in there. So I, I kind of mentioned that, Tim. And like, I bought those books. Like, I paid for them less than 24 hours before they wow. made that announcement. <laughs> so, so I thought cool. for sure that guy would either cancel my order or pull those books or out. Or pull of just book. one wow. even out, right? Yeah, no, he made good, man. Like, every single book in the pictures wow. was in there. And That's awesome. I got the three that I wanted, a whole pile of whatever comic books that'll go into the neighborhood library, and then and <laughs> I got those. And you've got two hot toys. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically, yeah, that'll be financing. Maybe, maybe I'll hang on to one and buy myself a Calvin Ellis hot toy oh, after all is said and Michael done. Michael B. head swap. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. And I'm definitely, anybody who's listened to even two episodes of the show knows that I'm not speculator guy or anything like that. But uh, Lies. You're always talking about me buying your Death of Superman comics. Every yes, episode, you're trying to push those on me. They're not going to pay for your kid's college education, Carlos. Stop pushing it. 
man, for a guy in that investment space, you should know. I, I got uh, I got a few of them. Polybagged with that black armband waiting for you. Just waiting for you. Man, I had I'm one open. of those at one point. I think I gave it to Sanjay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to round you out this week. A couple great stories. I love hearing the hunt stories. Always makes my week. Now, I had a very Ghostbusters-shaped week in Nerd. I got my Lego. Last week, live on the podcast, I bought the Ecto-1 Lego. It arrived two days later on my doorstep. The Amazon guy, though, he just literally sat it on my front door, like at my front door that you can see right out to the road. This, like, $250 Lego set is just sitting there, primed for those porch pirates. But luckily, I got to it right away and managed to get it and scroll it away here in my basement. So real excited about that. And that was a lot of fun with Carlos last week buying that live on the podcast. But then that got me itchy for more Ghostbuster stuff. And a lot of that that plastic anxiety for the Ghostbusters came with the announcement that Hasbro was continuing down with their retro remakes. We didn't know what was coming out, but they had teased a few things over the past week or so that they were revisiting this line that Troy and I chased around for a little bit late last year, early this year. Now, before I get into talking about that a little more, what that made me itchy for was the vintage stuff. And specifically, an Egon figure that I was up at our our boy Dave up at Snap Collectibles. I picked up in my hand the last time I was there and put it back and said, I'm okay, I'll, I'll get it later. These retro figures got me nervous, this retro remake, because I thought, okay, they're going to go down the Fright Features line. I'm trying to back collect all the Fright Features because that was where my Ghostbusters was when I was a kid. And there's an Egon figure from that Fright Features line that's got a blue tie. And the tie zips up when you push his arm in. All the Fright Features have the eyeballs popping out and all this. But this one with the tie on is extremely hard to get and usually quite expensive. And so I go back up to Snap Collectibles because I had that one in my hand. It was like 25 bucks. I go up there. It's not in the bin anymore. Wow, I'm so disappointed, frustrated with myself. There's one on the wall. I walk up to Dave and I said, okay, I'll take this Egon. And he had also hooked me up with the fire pole from the fire station, uh, from the fire hall that I had gotten a few months back. I showed you guys that, but I got the pole. I'm trying to f- figure that out. And so he's got me that great price on that. And he says to me, I got one with the complete tie. And I was like, I know, but I don't need the accessories. I already have the accessories. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I'll cut you a deal. He throws in this Egon for a very reasonable price, like well below eBay prices. And so I'm able to acquire this thing. And it, it was, I left that store just radiant because I satisfied my plastic anxiety. And I got two things that are quite meaningful to me at the end of the day and are helping pad out this Ghostbusters line as my anxiety around that line is really starting to amp up because I'm, I'm getting worried that we're going to see more and more people jumping into this space with Ghostbuster Afterlife and with everything that's happening in the Hasbro space. And so big shout out to Snap Collectibles because they continue to feed my plastic anxiety, my desire for more and more retro stuff. So real happy about that. But back to the retro remake stuff. And this is where I want to bring you guys into this conversation. Carlos... I said last week you spent on money. He did find the Ghost Popper for me, the retro remake of the Ghost Popper. Most of us probably had this thing as a kid. Comes with like the little yellow styrofoam things. You pop it out, shoot the ghosts <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it, it's great. It's great. So he was able to get that. And big shout out to his wife who dropped it off on my doorstep just a few days ago. But 
later on that week, Hasbro announces the Ecto-1, Fearsome Flush, and the Bug-Eye remakes. They're going to continue this retro line for the Ghostbusters. Same size, very similar mold, same card back, everything like that. And even the Ecto-1, like, it looks awesome. Like, it looks awesome. Like, I have to have the retro piece, but I might get this just for the box. But <laughs> the question I want to ask you guys is is when they're doing this retro stuff, we're seeing this in Star Wars, Spider-Man figures are doing it, Ghostbusters, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Marvel Legends, like everywhere. You're seeing this this retro revisited Transformers and G.I. Joe. Does it make you more or give you more plastic anxiety or satisfy an itch for you getting the new stuff in lieu of the old stuff? Or do you feel like, okay, I like this new stuff, but I want to go back. Does that make you want to go back and get the old stuff like me? Like, Troy, where, where do you sit on that? I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to even hear the listeners, too, as to is this new stuff that's coming out, does this satisfy that nostalgic tick that we all have? Or does this make you want to go buy that and the retro stuff? What are, what are your thoughts on that one, Troy? Yeah, man. No, for me, when it came to the Ghostbusters, because that thing, whew, that hunt took everything out of me. Yeah, I felt like Luke at the end of Last Jedi there, man. I was about to go up to a mountain and disappear after that. That's crazy. That. Probably the hardest thing I had to hunt for, to be honest. But um, <laughs> so you know, coming off of that, you know, when I got all four of them, like of the Ghostbusters, I didn't get the Slimer or the um, mm-hmm. the Marshmallow Man, but I was like, man, I'm I'm good. Like, um, because for me as a kid, I never had them in packaging yeah. or anything. I just had like them loose. And now that I've, you know, become more of a collector, I can really just kind of appreciate these ones, certain things in box, certain things out. And so when I did, I was like, nice, like, I'm cool. Um, The Spider-Man Marvel Legend wave that went back to the 90s, that one was a little tougher because I had a real connection with the the 90s Fox Kids Spider-Man. I had a lot of those toys and I still have a couple of those. Sonny, I know you got a bunch of those things too. And I I still have like the Venom and I have the... um, chameleon i have spider-man i have some of those guys like in box like already so when i got my hands on the marvel legends one it was like the ones that i have cool in box but i'm good to just go forward with the retro Mm. line that's being created and um same with the uh the vintage line hasbro what they've done with like the kenner line star wars yeah the five poa figures yeah and those things have such a cool simplistic look and i was never a kid of that era to get those toys but i could pick these ones up now and really appreciate them in box so for me i was it, it would i guess you know to to answer your question really it did it scratch my itch you know just mm-hmm. just getting my hands on like the current throwback vintage retro wave is like cool i'm good because for me man like 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 what you got going on i respect it i love it i'm like man that is dope to get like the fire hall to get when, I, when you're talking about um or what was it, it was a couple episodes ago when you had like that helicopter thing yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters. The, the i was like oh my yeah. god yeah man that thing was just like whoa like that's nostalgia for me but i but for me it's it's dangerous it's too it's... dangerous for me to go down man if i went down that road oh <laughs> I'd be in trouble. I'd never be able to sleep upstairs again. (laughs) This guy would be in a time machine the way he goes on the hunt. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) Take that DeLorean. 88. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, man. It's funny you say that because I'm kind of a both worlds. I like this retro remakes that they're doing, but I find that that is in part the reason I'm going so far into the vintage, the proper vintage collection. 
because I look at this stuff and I'm like, I love the look of it, but I could take that 18, 25 bucks, whatever it was, and I could translate that in and add 10 more bucks and get the actual old vintage figure. And then I look at, I like having, like I got the Slimer and the Marshmallow Man in box from the retro remakes in package. I, I like them having as accents, but I'm really focusing a lot of my money and efforts on the original stuff. And the Star Wars, the five POA ones, I'm finding that right now I'm looking at them. I might just keep a couple and get rid of the other ones I have. I, I have the original vintage stuff. And I like what they did with, with Tarkin. And then I think there was a, a Luke Skywalker X-Wing in those two games that they actually never made. Mm-hmm. And so they're physically expanding that. that the Mandalorian that, one's coming up. Too. Yeah, the Mando one's coming yeah. up. So they're expanding yeah. the line, actually. I like that idea. I want yeah. Hasbro to do more of that in Ghostbusters and Turtles. Like figures we never got, like the Boogeyman from, from Ghostbusters. Give us that figure. And expand that way instead of doing these remakes. Because I'm kind of sitting on the fence. Like, I want to get all three of these that they announced. But I prefer to spend the money on the real Ecto one and all that. And so, uh, do you, Carlos, Sonny, do you guys have any thoughts on these retro remakes? Because it, it is really dominating the pegs more recently is all this throwback. And you guys are seeing, like, the Beast War stuff is coming mm. out. It, yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, well, I was just going to say, like, uh, for me... Um... You know what I'm thinking of, like collecting, um, and I'm thinking I'm thinking like hockey jerseys. Like that's another thing I collect that I kind of get into and dabble. And for me, it's like I'll I'll get like the old retro one because like, you know, um, the new ones that they put out are like a different style and they're just like a little bit different. So like if I'm getting like an old, um, you know, like an old like Hartford Whalers jersey or something like that, like I'll want like the original one as opposed to like one that's just coming out like this year that mm-hmm. like Adidas put out. So Okay, cool, cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, I definitely like for the figures like I'm not really looking to pick up like vintage figures, so I can't really speak too much about that, but uh It's the I'm same sure concept Carlos... though, right? Like yeah, it, with yeah. the with the jerseys, it's you'd prefer something that was made in the 80s as opposed to something that is being made right now that fundamentally they're the same thing right whether well, uh, yeah like i guess to an extent like there there was like ones in the 80s and like that quality is just like back then in the 80s like no one really wore mm-hmm. hockey jerseys right like it was just kind of like an afterthought like, like i read a story of like uh ferris bueller's day off where they had to write the detroit red wings to get a gordy howe jersey because they just couldn't buy one oh, wow. like that, <laughs> yeah like, that's just how like no one had jerseys that's back cool. then um so like but like they like a couple of years ago maybe like 10 15 years ago ccm put out like a line of retro jerseys mm-hmm. which like look the same as th- those are and those are the ones that i get but like you know like the og ones just weren't yeah. like the quality wasn't there so i guess like if i was getting a figure i would get one like if there's like really bad quality and it's like an upgrade in quality then i guess i would take the new one yeah it's funny sense. because like I, that's some of the allure to me is what was actually being produced, the quality of it, and that, mm-hmm. and they're often really great figures. To be honest with you, Carlos, any any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think it all just depends on the collector, mm-hmm. man. Because like, ironically, like there's nothing really in the Batman and comic book space for me. Maybe because I still have a bunch of it in my parents' basement in package, <laughs> so it's like, well, whatever. But um, like, I look at Transformers, and for me, Transformers. It's like no question. I like the new versions of the stuff mm-hmm. where it's kind of that G1 look, but it's the the cartoon Transformers that I loved perfected. 
and mm. they've used modern engineering and modern modern materials to kind of get that look because the old figures didn't look great. But then my daughter, who is kind of the person that dabbles in Transformers with me, she's like, no way. I want like the old <laughs> 80s figures and um, I don't want the, the new fancy ones. I want kind of the old yeah. played with ones. So yeah, it, it all depends on the person. Mm. And it's the weirdest thing because it's not like she grew up with them even remotely. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to get a couple of the the new ones for the the 25th anniversary of the Transformers movies and she's like no I'd rather I'd rather poach some of the ones that came out back in like the 80s that's that's so. cool I like that I like that approach and I'm of both worlds I likely will buy both but ultimately it comes down to is do I need to buy the fearsome flush now the vintage because the price of it will go up or will it go down like it's it's, it's a weird market right does it make these more? Does it make the old stuff more desirable or less desirable because you can actually get your hands on an Ecto one, a complete Ecto one, in say a couple months' time versus trying to hunt down and pay quite a bit more for a vintage Ecto one? And and that's that's what yeah. I'm playing with in my brain. Like what pace do I need to go at at this mm-hmm. point? So it's a bit selfish here, but I I want to throw that out there. Sorry, but the kind of the tangent there, guys. I do like no. talking about collecting and it, I found this particularly interesting because there's a lot of focus on nostalgia. Nostalgia sells right now. There's a lot oh, of people yeah. 80s and 90s that now have liquid cash <laughs> and yeah. it's going to collectibles. Man, and I hope the hottest thing in the world is Batman Forever figures. <laughs> if you yes. want to pay a premium price for Batman cool. Forever product, Hit me up. My DMs are open. <laughs> I will send them to you bulk in the Apple boxes they've been in for... Done. What do you want God. for them? Let's Man. make a deal here. Let's talk some turkey. Yeah, you're super cheap, though. So I'm, <laughs> talking, more to our, our, I'm talking more to our listeners. I will trade you one Calgary Flames jersey. <laughs> oh, those are expensive, man. Those are, those are collector items right now. See what I mean? <laughs> All right. Sorry, before we move on, I Tim, you know, you mentioned Snap Collectibles, and I actually have a quick story about them. Um, I actually have something to talk about with them. Um, my daughter's birthday's coming up, and... Uh, so I took her, you know, to Snap Collectibles. You guys are always talking about the store. And, you know, I was like, okay, I want to check this place out. Uh, so I took her there and I was like, okay, you can pick out two things. But you got to pick out one thing for your sister as well. And she's like, okay. So we get in there. And she was literally like a kid in a candy store. She's like, dad, I want that. I look, it's like a, it's the Ghostbusters proton pack. Like the actual thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, sweetie. Like, let, Let's keep looking. And she goes, okay, okay. Then she sees like that amber collection big brontosaurus dinosaur. I got one of those. Yeah, yeah. I told her that. I was like, you could just play with Uncle Tim's. Like, just go in and open the box. It's fine. He doesn't mind. Like, just, just gunk it, it up. <laughs> I was like, well, let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. And so we're looking, and she's really into like Batman Beyond and stuff, right? And she, I go through and I look, and we find like this vintage Batman Beyond figure. Must have been from like 2000. I think it was from 2001. So it's like 20 years old. And it's Terry McGinnis in the Batman Beyond costume. Like, it looks awesome. Like, it looks like something that I would have played with, you know, from that age or when I was a kid if if they had, like, Batman Beyond when I was growing up, right? And, uh, man, it was fantastic. So we picked that up for her. And then I get, to, I get to pay. And the guy's like, well, how did you, like, hear about the store? And I was like, oh, you know, my buddies, like, we, we come in there. And then, and then he was like, oh, like, who are your buddies? 
So I say, and he goes like, oh, Tim. He's like, Tim was just in here the other day. And then he's like, where's Carlos? I haven't seen Carlos in a while. I've been slacking because it's like the few things that he knows that I'm after are not cheap. And I'm like, dude, I, I hate walking out of here empty-handed. That's why I like going when Tim's going, so I have somebody to kind of hide behind. <laughs> it's like, this guy's buying stuff. Man, yeah. I, I, I never walk. I have the same feeling, though, because it is quite a hike for me. And so I said, like, I'm going up there with purpose. Like, I'm going up there to buy something. Like, right. I don't know what it is all the time, but I'm leaving there with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so That's I, awesome. I made my first Snap Collectibles purchase. Uh, my daughter was very happy with her Batman Beyond figure, and they were excellent. And, and then the guy said, like, if you want to stay and sign autographs for people and say your line. So I just stood there, <laughs> and as people walked in, I was like, I'm Sanjay. And I got some weird looks, that, let me tell you. Like, yeah, he you did know. mention this to me. He said that you were a very strange man. Yeah, yeah apparently Very the Sanjay man. Hot Toys weren't selling. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I was pushing them on people. I was like, hey, do you want this hot toy? I'm Sanjay. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm good, sir. I'm don't let good. me call security. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, let, let's let's jump over here. That's a, That was a great story today. I, I do appreciate that. And then, yeah, if you're in the Calgary area, Snap Collectibles. Just a bit further north, but Dave's a great guy and he'll hook you up. But anyways, let's move on here to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Debuting this Friday on Disney+, Plus. it is filling that niche that they have carved out for themselves in Disney+. Plus With that Friday debut, all that anticipation going into it. This week, the holdover week, we got the behind-the-scenes of WandaVision, which I quite enjoyed, so I think you should check that out if you do have an opportunity. But Was let's that talk- a dig at me? Like, no no that's just a a full you should check that out because it is quite enjoyable oh, oh, I, <laughs> a I recommendation see okay. if you no, will no, that's fine. That's i'd fine. probably put it at an a for behind the scenes documentary so anyways falcon winter soldier picking up a lot of the cues that were left at the end of endgame captain america's story continuing with the falcon with winter soldier in a buddy cop team up style lots of action lots of intrigue revisiting this Captain America subset of a universe with familiar characters, including Baron Zemo, Agent 13, Sharon Carter. We're getting some new additions, which I'm quite excited about. But let's hear the hype level here. Carlos, how are you feeling about Falcon in the Word of Soldier? Put it, we'll put aside, and we're going to talk about the Justice League a little later, but in its own bubble, how are you feeling about the debut of the next Disney Plus MCU show this Friday? That lead-in was hilarious because, uh, yeah, <laughs> that certainly couched my thoughts. But, man, I'm feeling good about it. Like, I I was so excited that I turned that latest trailer off. Yes. Because I started it, and you get Sam with the shield, and then they kind of start hinting at where the story's going, and I turn it off. Like, after mm-hmm. the three or four seconds, and I was like, shoot, they're going to maybe take this to some of the places I want to see them go with this story. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited, and... And this might sound dumb, but man, I've fallen in love with the Falcon ever since Troy dubbed me the the goddamn Falcon of the, of the podcast. So it's like that's my dude. Like I, I love the Falcon. Like I, I if they make a killer hot toys from this, I mm. conceivably might buy him if they put him in that Halloween costume idea. Captain America suit. Yeah, as long as I don't have to go around with Troy because he's, he's got bare arms. And <laughs> I feel good about myself until my boy rolls up. So, yeah, man, I'm actually pretty hyped. I, I'm pretty hyped. Like the, the the little stinger that they did or the scene that they leaked of 
uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of talking about wizards and Doctor Strange is he a wizard or is he a sorcerer and stuff. Like, I know people kind of poo pooed on that a little bit, but I don't know. I just I liked it. Like, I liked Mackie's delivery and stuff. Like, it's like yeah, the dialogue. If you think about it in the context of these characters talking about people that they know and work with, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> But just I, I liked I liked the aloofness of the the delivery and just the way they owned it and it got me hyped, man. Like honestly, if if it wasn't in the shadow of mm-hmm. other things coming out this week, I think I'd be over the moon. And that's not to take anything away from it. It's just there's other stuff happening. But like I think this is going to be a nice feast over the next six weeks. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And very much to that point, I think it it will get a bit of that shadow effect from Justice League. And I think you'll see a lot more hype build up when season two or episode two and three drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll see the pace of the show pick up, but I th- I think that at least in the nerd community, there, there is, there is this big, huge elephant in the room, right? With what's coming out. And yeah. I, we all kind of maybe earlier on anticipated, well, what's going to get more of the eyeballs. And I think ultimately Falcon winter soldier will at the end of the day, not this Friday, but over time. But the, yeah, there there is a bit of a dampening effect I see online. I think a little bit. Well, and the other thing too is we're just coming off of WandaVision. Yes. Right? So you've you've already kind of been in that world mm-hmm. very recently, and people enjoyed it and celebrated it. And to be honest, like I think there was a bit of burnout too by the time WandaVision played out yeah. with all the theory crafting and mm-hmm. the highs and lows and everything else. So just the Snyder cut being what it is and being so different. I kind of see like, yeah, it, like I honestly think Falcon and winter soldier would have been better off to push itself. I think so too. I agree. Not like, and I probably felt about that way at the start of last week when I was like, ah, eh, maybe it would have been better for Falcon winter soldier to, to flinch this time and push itself out two weeks. Well, why are they always like combating each other? Like civil war and Batman V Superman were supposed to come out on the same day. Like, come on, people. Like, there's enough days going on that we could have more than a one-day lag between these two <laughs> big things coming out. You want to take that one, Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there there may or may not be a reason for its placement. Like, it makes zero sense, to be honest with you, when, you when you step back and look at it. But... They're butting heads, man. It's it's like a, it's a measuring contest. No, I don't think it has anything stuff. to do with that. Like, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think when... it is. I think they're kind of like, let's throw down, let's see. And, and I don't, the... I don't, I don't agree with it. It's just it's hurting us in the end. You know, there's enough nerd days in the year. There's 365 <laughs> days in a year. Not 365 things are coming out this year. Space it out. You don't have Disney Plus. You don't have to worry. Yeah, Face you're good, up. man. <laughs> it's not even on your radar. Why? <laughs> well, hey, we gotta let the listeners think. Okay, I gotta let Car- uh, I gotta let Carlos, other Carlos, think I have Disney Plus, so he'll watch the Snyder. Oh Carlos. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 there, there, it is. there was a disclosure before we started. I'm pounding on you all episode long. You thought that other Carlos was bad? Oh, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, man, bring, bring some thoughts to yeah. this discussion. Let me know how you're feeling about the Falcon and Winter Soldier debuting this week. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, man, like this has been my number one anticipated MCU TV property to hit. 
but I'm all about that Snyder cut right now. Yeah, I boy. Really, <laughs> I really that's, feel that's like that's it should have. the boy. Yeah, you know, it, it should have came out next week, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously, and I'm totally there. And, you know, for me, um, Anthony Mackie was a standout from Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, to me, is just perfect. That, that movie was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry between him and Steve Rogers was great. But his chemistry with Bucky elevated even higher in those little moments we had in Civil War yeah. when my boy Spider-Man was, you know, throwing down both of them. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Them in the car, in the back seat, like all that stuff to me was gold. So the fact that we're getting not a movie, a two hour long movie, but we're getting a show, hour, hour long, what, nine episodes, eight episodes? Six, I believe. Six episodes. Okay, so I'm cool with that. But they're like 45 minute episodes. They're 45 minutes, right? So I'm just glad to get all that time with these two. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I wasn't the biggest Wander Vision um, fan. I thought it was okay, but what I liked is that it was a show that focused on Wanda and Vision, yeah. and so I'm hoping, much like this show, it's going to be something that focuses on Bucky and um, and Falcon. So no, I'm I'm all in. I've stayed away from the the, the last few bits of yeah. marketing, just because I was already sold. Um, I think off the Super Bowl trailer. And it, and it had that kind of cool, a little bit of that Fast and the Furious vibe, but also can be taking itself seriously too at the same time. Because those guys can turn it on. Those guys can give you some dramatic effects and they can also give you that comedic relief, you know? So I, I love those two together. And uh, and Asia 13, man, I'm really glad that we're getting, I think, what, Emily Van Camp yep. is the actress, I believe. Mm-hmm. I loved her in Revenge, her ABC TV show. Oh, yeah, show. it was good, like, man. Was we big, watched that big for fan of her. years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she, she was great. So I'm glad that they're bringing her back and giving her more screen because she kind of went MIA after Civil War, I think, wasn't it? We didn't see her after that. No, I don't. We didn't see her in Endgame. Or think Infinity so. She'll War. probably be one of the the dusted, or the snapped yeah. would be my guess. And she'll yeah. have some similar comeback to Rambo, like where it's like a brief yeah. moment in time, and we'll see. Yeah. Well, so, so it, I'm in, and, and, and then Zemo. I thought oh. Zemo. Zemo's a pretty underrated uh, villain. I thought he was mm-hmm. fantastic in Civil War, and he's a villain that did what he needed to do. Like he he broke up the Avengers. I mean, you could say they were probably heading down that path regardless, but. It's cool to see that this villain's coming back, and I want to see what his uh, his end game is, yeah. you know, going on. So I'm there, man. I'm there. Oh, man, I I can't wait. I, I'm equally hyped. I can't wait for this. This has been something that I've been looking forward to for the better part of two years, revisiting this universe and these characters and seeing them fleshed out and developed more beyond being, for lack of a better term, a sidekick in most of the movies that they've appeared in. And we got more development on Winter Soldier, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Less about his backstory and more about what is next for him is what I'm quite mm. excited about. For both yeah. of these characters is how they progress them forward as opposed to going back and revisiting something in the past or, or something that has affected them now. I want I want to see the point forward stories, and I think we're really going to get that. We got most For the most part, we got that in WandaVision. We got that one episode they did backwards, but ultimately it was about the forward progression of the character, and that's what I want to rely on more of this. Less about the origin, more about what is happening and yeah I, I agree with you there there is i think some major shadowing effect in this and ultimately would it have been better for us as a community i think to have this push a week or two yeah but ultimately at the end of the day i think this thing well of course it'll have the legs because we got six episodes of this running through the next six weeks and so after the the shine wears off of Zack Snyder's justice League, i think you're gonna really see this one emerge but it's likely to be sat firmly in the shadow for this week of that big debut that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. I know you're getting antsy over there, Sonny. But Are you th- going to ask me my thoughts on this? 
What? No, no, we're not. What's no. next on we, the itinerary? We've got two, we got another two things to get to here because <laughs> I, I really got to know your thoughts on another TV show that's already three episodes in. Well, I just want to know. It's six episodes and each one's 45 minutes? Yes. So it's like four and a half hours? Yeah, but that's it's not. too long. Yeah, it's, too it's, long. <laughs> it's not a single sitting movie, brother. <laughs> if you can't tell your story within four hours, it's too long. Here's the Cut thing. It. When You're, when Feige when Feige sat down, okay. <laughs> if you need look, six episodes. Do you actually want to go down this? You got to put that TW on, man. Okay, quick story for the for the listeners here. Sonny triggered me in our DM the other day, and I'm writing half a novel out of that, oh, man. which I'm not going to get into. But there's a difference between on purpose episodic storytelling and the inability to deliver a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Man. Oh, man. I haven't laughed that like, I haven't laughed that hard at all. You trigger your producer here? Oh, man. Man, if there's any networks out there that are looking for some good arcade content, <laughs> hit me up in the DM. We, you remember we like when, when the Beatles, <laughs> Beatles broke up? I'm not going to break up. It was over Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Ringo Starr was like, damn it, it's a masterpiece. No. Yeah. Here's Zemo the thing. A, Sonny just likes poking the bear. No. I'm definitely go. the Paul McCartney of of this oh, foursome, right? Sonny like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's let's shift over. Let's shift over to DC for the rest of the episode here. We're gonna talk about maybe the most important thing that's happening. Actually, the two most important things that's happening in DC this week. One of them being the wrapping. A principal photography on the Batman. Matt Reeves, the Batman, has wrapped a, a bit of a turbulent filming throughout, for the most part, throughout COVID. Robert Pattinson, at one point, down with COVID, production up and down. We saw a trailer just a few days after they shot some of their first, first footage, and arguably one of the best trailers of the past year was the Batman trailer. So what is in store next? I gotta throw to the goddamn Batman first here. Hype level for the Batman. This is this is a small piece of news, but what this eventually compounds into is even bigger news with images of of individuals, characters, and an inevitable trailer before the end of the year. So hype level is how you led this. So no word of exaggeration. Probably three minutes before Tim dropped in the DM that we needed to add in that the Batman wrapped filming, I had sent my wife a Facebook listing of a 68 Ford GT with the intent <laughs> of fixing it up with her dad and having myself a patent inside Batmobile. <laughs> so if that gives the listeners a bit of a window into what my hype level is for this movie, it's unreal. And I got like a low key, it's okay, but it was like a... We kind of need to redo bits of our kitchen before you you and my dad start building a patents and Batmobile. Batmobile. You don't need a kitchen. You don't need a kitchen. Okay. It wasn't a no, is my takeaway. But <laughs> dude, so hyped. Like and it was just it was so ironic that it's like we gotta talk about this tonight. And I'm like, I'm trying to make a Batmobile, I guess. I guess we gotta. <laughs> so it's gotta be done. Man, do you think you can have it done by the time this movie debuts? Oh, man, imagine God. us rolling up in the Batmobile to the debut of the Batman. How awesome would that be? <laughs> oh man, like just like like just that trailer, like you said, it was so masterfully put together. Like when they 
when the music kind of oh, transitions so and it's just him revving the engine and they're showing the car from the different angles. It's like, oh, so to see more of what the entire vision for that film is has me beyond stoked. Mm-hmm. Like to see maybe we get a costume for Catwoman or maybe she stays in what she's in now. That'll be cool. Maybe they'll hint as to what the overall conflict is in the movie. Like there's just so many things that are fascinating me about this movie. And Matt Reeves is such a masterclass storyteller that, uh, yeah, I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am for this movie. Like if it, if it's just like rise of the planet of the apes with Batman, it'll be incredible. Mm-hmm. So oh. yeah, man. Oh. Sonny, man, how are you feeling about the Batman? Oh man, my hype level is not quite the Batman's because I'm not buying a Batmobile, but <laughs> <laughs> it's up there, man. Like you mentioned Matt Reeves. Like, let's think about like what this guy did. He took a beloved sci-fi franchise and planned the apes and he gave us a trilogy that nobody wanted. As soon as it was announced, admit it, you said to yourself, great, another dumb reboot remake that's not going to be as good as the original. And what does he do? He gives us one just as, if not maybe even better than the original, which is crazy to say because Planet of the Apes is like one of the greatest sci-fi franchises of all time. And so he, for him to be able to deliver that, and you know, he's going to be the second director of a Planet of the Apes film to give us a Batman film, which is kind of cool. little little Easter egg there, a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just excited. I really hope this Bat universe kind of is self-contained. And there's no, like, crossovers or anything, or there's no, like, shared universes. It's just, like, give me, like, an amazing trilogy like he did with Planet of the Apes that, like, years from now, you know, I can sit down and, like, I can put on the Nolan trilogy and then I can put on the Reeves trilogy, you know, like, back-to-back and just, like, sit down in, like, my easy chair, kind of like Thanos, you know, when he sits in his chair. It's, like, I can, like, rest now. I can, like, watch that. And, like, that's going to be so (laughs) cool. Like, I hope we get, like multiple films and i hope he stays on for multiple films and you know you hear like some of the stuff online about this film and you can't help but laugh about rumors not even rumors i'm not even gonna bring them up just like google it or like tweet search it because it's hilarious some of the stuff that people just don't want to acknowledge this film or what but man my hype level for this is like super saiyan as the kids say Oh, there you go. There, there's there's a there's a perfect segue into to my dude Troy, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited too. You know, this uh, trailer that dropped obviously way back DC fandom. That's what set me, man. Mm-hmm. From there, I was like, wow, you know, having a good look at that costume. You know, seeing Tenet with my boy Carlos and really being able to be like, yo, that that GQ looking um, <laughs> actor just got his name all of a sudden. Robert um, Pattinson. There we go. Oh, Pattinson. so he could forget Robert Pattinson's name, but I forget Carl Weathers and the whole oh, yeah. podcast oh, yeah. grinds to oh, a yeah. halt. Come on, man. Come yeah, because he's Troy the Boy. You are literally <laughs> sitting in a room with 2,000 movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't just go run and find Rocky or Predator or... Happy Gilmore. Oh, Hap- well, yeah, Happy Gilmore. Or Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, you ground yeah, the man. podcast to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I'm excited for this film uh, completely. You know, it was crazy, like Sonny mentioned, with Reeves being able to to come into what I think he started with the second mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes. Oh, right? yeah, so yeah, for him yeah. to come into that franchise, the pressure, you know, doing a second film is always high, and he took it and ran with it and made that amazing. I love that trilogy. You're, you're right; it's one of the best trilogies out there. Um, and I, yeah, I really want to see this kind of contained. I want to see this just in its own, mm-hmm. you know, three three films, a trilogy. 
Todd McFarlane, man, I got to see the Todd McFarlane action figures now. Oh. Because, I mean, if this movie's filmed, we got to be getting those toys. You have to be getting those toys because you that costume's coming. looking pretty cool, man. It's, um, you know, seeing Jim Lee's art, too, on that costume looked phenomenal. I can only imagine what he looked like uh, in toy form. The fact, too, that we're getting uh, Riddler, man. It's been a long time. It's been a long, yes. long time since we've had this um, this villain on the big screen. So I am, I'm all in, man. But the biggest selling point for me is that it's it's wrapped. Yes. Because this has been, what, since 2017, since Affleck was on the project and Matt Reeves were on the project. So it's been a long time coming. My boy Roger Deakins, too. Oh, him behind the camera, man. I cannot wait to see what he's going to do because the cinematography with that guy, he's, he, he wins the Oscars. Did Blade Runner 2049? Absolutely. No. Did Blade Runner, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this film. I, I th- can't wait to see. I think it's an important point, too, that you bring up about it being wrapped. Because that means, mm-hmm. you know, save a few pickups likely down the road. That means that there's a real chance that this comes out, especially on the WB side, if they do go hybrid into 2022 for solving issues. There's a real chance we actually see this film in its, re- in its currently scheduled release date. And there's going to be no real further delays to that. They got about a year or so to compile this film together, and given what they've already shown, it I have no doubt that Matt Reeves will be able to pull pull all that, that together. Ben, that was twenty percent, and like God, that trailer is endlessly entertaining. Like peek behind the curtain. I literally watch it either before or after every single workout, and so that's like, he has a cigarette after watching it too. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like I never get sick of it. Like never ever. Sometimes I watch it twice. No, I watched it yesterday. You're an animal. Yesterday yeah. I watched it, and when I saw the wrap or whatever day it wrapped, I watched it back to back. Right after that picture went up, I watched the trailer. It's so good, so good. One of the best ones of 2020, I would say, easily. Yeah. On 25 percent of shot footage, which is incredible. Incredible. But let's jump over to the other side of the world's finest here and talk about. Superman and Lois. We're three episodes deep into this show. And I got to say, personally, for a guy that never spent any time in the Arrowverse, never watched a single CW DC show, this show has got my freaking heart. I absolutely love it. And I love it because it is a Superman story, but it's actually a Clark Kent and family story. I think it's such a cool spin and angle on the character and what they're showing. Like episode three, no big spoilers, but episode three is in the suit like for like two minutes. And episode three is one of my favorite episodes. Like there's some particular moments in there that I'm just like smiling ear to ear because of the way that Clark Kent is portrayed in it. And the kids take center stage in episode three as well and what they're doing there. It's a phenomenal show. And Sonny Troy, we'll get to you in a second, Carlos, I promise. But Sonny and Troy have not had an opportunity to express their love for Superman and Lois, or if they do have a love for Superman and Lois. So, Troy, man, have you you digested all three episodes here? And and where are you sitting on Superman and Lois right now? Oh, yeah, man. I've taken down all three episodes. And I was really hesitant with this show because – I was a big fan of the Arrowverse. I loved Arrow season one. Season two was amazing. The Flash season one was fantastic. And then I kind of skipped out on everything else. Um, I gave Supergirl, I think, season two a little bit of a chance when they inserted uh, Tyler, the actor behind Mm -hmm. uh, Superman, in there. And I was like, you know, I like his costume. Uh, Seems like a great guy. 
but he's just not really like my Henry Cavill or even Brandon Roth kind of like Superman. And um, I'm coming off of Smallville. Smallville is like for me the pinnacle when it comes to like that origin story of like Soups and Clark and on the farm, all that stuff. It's good. It's beautiful. Everything works kind of. But um, <laughs> I, you know, you guys were talking about this show like crazy, and I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm gonna check this out. And I go on Google Play and I download the first two episodes or yeah i think the first two episodes and i i watched the first one and i was like god damn this is great this is great like i couldn't believe how much i loved lois i couldn't Mm -hmm. believe how much i liked clark like you mentioned it's a clark and lois show and superman's just kind of the icing on the cake and i'm a sucker for like the oc and smallville obviously so one you know they're touching on like the teenage kids i'm like yo these kids are actually like pretty cool because yeah. they could very easily fall down the regular tropes that we've seen in like tj teenage dramas but the brother um jonathan is is a really mm-hmm. cool kid he's he's a very responsible like like old soul and his actions mm-hmm. that he takes and like him like looking out for his younger brother it's really cool and very well very superman like to be honest it's like a young clark kent himself I really like the dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, awesome. I love the cast for uh, Lana because I'm, I'm an entourage guy too. Yeah. So the fact that they pulled her <laughs> it in there. It took me a minute to peg her. Yeah. I was like, I know her from somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, that's cool. That's great casting. And, you know, I think Carlos and I were talking um, a little while back. And it's like, in some ways, you can kind of like, this could kind of be like your sequel series to Smallville. If you want to in your head canon, you could kind of be like, yeah, like this is where they ended up later mm-hmm. on. Just because the, the synergy, the energy there, it's all kind of there. And, the special effects oh Great. my goodness special effects are amazing in this show like i love everything about this show my only thing i do not like my only only thing i don't think i've even told carlos this yet is Uh-oh. is jarell jarell is yeah. like who is this I, guy I agree, man where did you what bar did you <laughs> yeah. find this guy 100 like, percent. i was the same way man i was like whoa like that it really stood out to me and i agree with you yeah. i was like did they yeah. just go out in front of wb or whatever and be like yo you Come on, set, and we you need to say these words. We'll hold them up on a yeah. cue card for you. Yeah. It's like Joe. Hey Joe, you working? No, come over yeah. here, Joe. We need you. Drop that mic boom. Get over here. <laughs> but uh yeah, and I, I agree, man. I think episode three was my favorite. Yeah. There was some charming moments that Clark did to uh to save his kid at a certain time which i just loved mm-hmm. but then there was backlash over that decision from his kids and you can just i just love how much heart there is how much he's really trying like he's he can save the world but he's having a hard time yeah. at home just raising his two teenage kids it's and it's 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 fantastic man like there's so much heart and soul behind this show and it's just so different at the same time than any any other like superhero show out yeah. there and it really doesn't feel like a CW thing. No, like really not a, even a little the bit. The budget is just it's just up there, man. So everybody out there with those high recommendations, I've seen you on Twitter too. Like, there's a lot of chatter about this. So thanks for pumping it because it really got my attention. Yeah, it really did. It, it, yeah. To be honest with you, in episode three, and this is a slight spoiler, but there's a moment with Clark Kent where he's carrying a water jug. Yes. It's literally my most favorite moment in the last three episodes. He's carrying a freaking <laughs> water jug. And he has a bit of dialogue with his son, and this girl and just the way that that tyler just embodies to me clark kent like mm-hmm. his voice goes up a couple octaves and he has this like real dad moment yeah and i was just like it warmed my heart so much just like the extents that he's going to to try to be in there it's just so well written and so well done yeah. and he is such a charming actor like oh i love it it's it's great sunny 
I'm gonna put you in the hot seat on this one. All right. Then I'm gonna let Carl sluice. <laughs> 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 where yeah, where are you at with uh, superman and lois uh yeah man like uh terry hatcher she's great as lois lane you know uh <laughs> i think she has her moments and she's just coming off the bond film so it's just a natural uh natural progression that she would be lois lane uh <laughs> for real so <sighs> i uh haven't uh started uh watching uh this one yet my goodness Okay, so this is why, this is why, like a year and a half, two years ago, Tim was like, he was like, this podcast deserves a better class at DC fan, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it to them. And I know you go on these rants all the time talking about how there's too much Batman, but this podcast is proof that you add the goddamn Batman to anything and it makes it better, because. <laughs> You ain't you ain't holding it down. How are you supposed to come up in here and be like, and DC, yeah. And you ain't watched Superman and Lois, like the best piece of superhero TV that we've had in years, certainly on network. That is crazy. That's shameful. Man, boot this guy. Just boot this guy. You, you like, know, you know, I, I No, uh... no, I don't know. I don't know anything. You sitting in there with two thousand movies. <laughs> And you can't carve out less than three hours to watch this movies, but not two thousand TV shows. Incredible, charming show, like the hotel room scene in episode three might have been one of the coolest Superman live action scenes ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like oh, when he falls into the fire, and I then got yelled Lois at. Discovers by... that he's Superman when they're in Niagara Falls trying oh, okay. to get the honeymoon scheme. I love that Tim, scene in the hotel. Tim, Superman I appreciate too, you man. looking for that mute button there, but like. <laughs> I got in trouble because I rewound that scene twice as we were watching it. And my kid's like, would you just let the episode play? Like, there's <laughs> oh, stuff why? in this you show. Oh, why? You did it? <laughs> yeah. Man, it was so good. It blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this on TV. But, uh, yeah. The, what else is there to say? Oh, like, the big bad. How about the big bad? And like, oh, his angle and where he comes from. I was dude, like, what? Who would have thought? And such an interesting angle to take that at. And yes. by the end of that second episode, yes, you're kind of sympathetic, and you're like, "I want to know more about this yes. guy. I understand where he's coming from, yeah. but then he's got that name, and what does yeah. that mean? And is that necessarily good or is that necessarily bad? Right? What they do with her dad and the role that he fills, and like that he's ironically the only parental figure in Clark's life now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and with, the grandfather, like, right? Like. Yeah, which is it's like the the what he's asking of him at times, yeah. right, is to ignore his daughter and his grandchildren completely. Yeah, but it's like it kind of like it it rung true for me because it's like I know people in the military of rank, and it kind of fits with some of the the things that they do, where it's like the family takes a backseat mm -hmm. to the duty. And to the job, right? And you see him as the general trying to force Clark to do things that he doesn't want to do, that he doesn't feel is right because Clark's focus is on Lois and the boys, but the general's is on your duty. And he's like, dude, you're Superman. You have a duty kind of thing. But, uh, man, I, I had my doubts about where, like, the construction of the show with, like, the two boys and going to Smallville. And, man, they... They have blown me away at every turn. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it works. It all works, and even kind of the new, new seeds of of new villains and that coming in. 
and how they're playing that off. I, I really enjoyed that. And even the start to episode three, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah, it you only, I guess you get two moments of Superman, but it's such a charming Superman as well. And they use that to build on the story, which I really like that has like, it's really well integrated into the story with the kids, that yeah. particular scene, right? It's not just a, we need to have him in the Cape for this episode for more than, you know, the, the two minutes that he's in it when he's doing the, the fighting. And so we'll throw this in the start, but it, it works. You kick it off. You're like, bang, yeah, let's get into it. But then it comes back later on. And I love that. One, well, just the transition, right? Where it's like the duty to the family. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, I loved that he doesn't want to be Superman in that moment, but then he does his job well. And he has that, that cute moment with the guy in the boat and yeah. stuff <laughs> oh. where it's like, he's still Superman. Like he he's, doesn't want to be there and he's, not having a bad day, but he'd rather be at home mm-hmm. at that point in time. Like they make that very clear, but he still doesn't take it out on people, and he's not yeah. all gr- like it was just. It was. It's just so perfect. Yeah, it's it's so well done. So you got to get into it, this man. one, man, because yeah. Uh, well, how I, many episodes is season one? Overall, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch it, man, because your biggest argument is there's too much Batman stuff out there, and we got a Superman show here calling your name, dude. Um, you gotta okay. watch it. Okay, well, I missed the first three. Is it on demand it's on or anything? It's on a CTV app. <clears throat> okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. You know, I normally wait until a whole TV show is uh, run a season. I'll pick it up on physical. I'll watch it. Like Watchmen. I watched that whole TV series in like a week because it was so good. Um, this one here, you know, a little episodic. I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Uh, you associate producers all the same. <laughs> all the same. I, I will tell you, we went we went through a period of time, I think, in consumption of TV shows that binging was the only way to go. When Netflix really hit hard and it was like Daredevil and all the stuff coming out, it's like get through it as fast as possible. Commit your whole damn weekend to it. To be honest with you, I'm loving this going back to episodic where you can mm-hmm. consume things for 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. With no commercials, you sit down, enjoy with your spouse or whomever you're enjoying it with, and then you can pick it up and come back. It gives you something to look forward to. I don't know if this is like a pandemic thing or what, but it's nice to have things to look forward to, to put into your calendar and count down towards Friday, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have something to go to. And every Tuesday, well, we watch it on Wednesday or Thursday, but it's Superman and Lois. Uh, and so it's nice to have that. I think that that way of TV show consumption is coming back. Also, it drags out your ability to have your brand in the discussions for six to 10 weeks, right? It's not a one and done. Like a movie is going to be a movie always, but it's, I like this, the way that they're doing this, you know, the shift back to proper TV episode watching. So it's great. It's great. But guys, here we go. We've got a uh, we've got a big film debuting this Thursday when this episode drops. We're gonna talk about here. We're gonna talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. This has taken up a lot of time over the last month or so in discussions, whether it be Justice League Part Two, whether it be the trailers, whether it be the promo, the controversy. It's all been a topic of discussion on the podcast here, and it's a big moment in nerd that we're getting, for the first time ever, a, a true 
rebirth, revamp, whatever you want to call it, remake, I don't know, of a film that we saw three years ago that was and just so happened to be DC's biggest property filled with their biggest IP that fell flat, that was unsuccessful at the box office. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. And after Sonny triggered me the other day, I went and wrote like literally a, a three or four page essay as to why Justice League or as to, to rationalizing, I guess, why this Justice League failed and why WB has taken a position and shifted their focus. I think it really comes down to the reactionary nature of WB to their competition, if I'm going to be 100% honest with you. <laughs> no, seriously, though. like If you guys work in an environment, or anyone out there works in an environment where you have a direct competitor and your boss is looking at you and saying, why aren't you doing as well as them? It's an uncomfortable situation. And people's heads roll for it. And people make decisions based off of competition. And I think, I, to be honest with you guys, I think DC made a lot of reactionary decisions. You know, they pivoted towards a Nolan-esque universe at the start. Down, dark, gritty. They pivoted with Batman vs. Superman to try to catch up to the MCU. Try to do this crossover event. And when that didn't land they pivoted again to try to make their own MCU in style. And I think all of these reactionary decisions got us here, got us to the point where there was some desire to have this universe revisit in some capacity. Now, you can argue with every last breath as to whose fault this is, as to why you don't want to see us or why you really do want to see us. But ultimately, we are going to see it this Thursday. And some people have seen this movie. Some people have consumed all four hours of it. And generally, the critics and the people have seen it alike are all pretty favorable on this. They've come out and said that the story's more fleshed out. It is better than 2017's Justice League. Those are the two of the most common, I think, pieces of feedback that I'm seeing online at least. If, if I want to play the antagonist in this one for just, just this one piece, then we'll get to the hype. The movie we're going to see on Thursday is not the 2017 version that we would have seen if Zack Snyder was left unabated to put this into theaters. This is a completely different, and I've said it's not going to be, but this is a completely different experience we're going to get. There's no way that we would get a four-hour film put to screen. There's no way that all these characters would have had this amount of time to develop or not develop inside of Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's no way we probably would have had both Steppenwolf and Darkseid. But we're going to see all that because of HBO Max and I think because of the pandemic. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all rolls out. I'm not a particular fan of saying it is better than the 2017 version because it's not an apples to apples comparison. But I do like the idea that a lot of people are coming out and saying, it flows, it works, it has a, a visual style to it that puts it on another level. We get a full Justice League story. I think all that is very encouraging and very exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing this film this week. I'm looking forward to sitting down for all four hours, Sonny, all four hours, <laughs> and consuming, consuming this. And I can't wait to talk about it next week, to be honest with you guys. We're going to take the whole episode next week, and we're going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're not going to run through it like we normally do because it'll take us five hours to do the podcast. 
But we are going to talk about the high points, and we will touch on, like we always do, and are always fair about the points we want to be a little bit more critical on, the lower points of the production, the development. There'll be none. We'll we'll see. Four hours of high points. Four hours of high points. It's like you just took, I don't know, what last four hours? That's a drug. You just took one of those drugs that last four hours. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. You just took a Viagra, and, and you're halfway like calling a doctor you know <laughs> you've had a four hour high point you're, you're walking around <laughs> like steve frell and for you a virgin right <laughs> what do we do with this thing anyways so guys with the positive reactions with the trailers we've gotten a lot of trailers for this and i've i think the final trailer to me was the first justice league trailer it was the first trailer that explicitly focused on the heroes of the story we've been getting a lot of the nightmare scene a lot of dark side a lot of steppenwolf a lot of the uh, the history lesson and all that. A lot of those big epic scenes. And this last trailer, I think, gives us the Aquaman, the Cyborg, the Flash, Batman, Superman, and to some extent, Wonder Woman as well. So there's all sorts of material kicking around here. And I'm going to go to Sanjay first. I'm going to let, I'm going to take <laughs> my analysis there and we're going to swing to what is likely the opposite side of the Batman, or not the Batman versus Superman, the Zack Snyder's Justice League pendulum inside the podcast here. Sonny, <laughs> given the reactions, your hype level, everything, um, what are your kind of final thoughts going into Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, sure. Like, um, Well, there's a lot to unpack from uh, what, what you laid out on the table there for me to consume. Um, I just think, you know, I'm just going to go back to Man of Steel. When it came out, it got, kind of got like a mixed reaction. And, and honestly, I think um, having the MCU be there at the same time kind of like conditioned fans and like audience members of thinking like one way of doing things. And they're like, that's the only way to do things. Even though like with the MCU, that's like literally the only connected universe that's like kind of worked like that Mm -hmm. you know like people have been trying like with the monsters universe and other universes to try to do it but it doesn't really quite meld as well as the mcu has been able to do and they've done a fantastic job of giving us 24 films up until now uh connected universe and building into things but i feel like you know people were just so like against the idea of batman appearing in a film with superman before he even got his own solo film and it just seems kind of nuts to me because it's like we all know who batman is right like you could like you know build a character in uh in a movie like it it has been done before like it's crazy to think but there's like a movie like 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 star wars for example you didn't get like a han solo solo film before you got episode four you didn't get like a Luke Skywalker solo film before you got episode four. So I think like people just like automatically were just like, where's your, my Batman solo film MCU does ABC and then they give you D DC should be doing ABC and then giving you D. And then I just think like people just like, just like, I don't know, man. Like it just, it was weird. Like it was a weird like headspace in 2016 when that came out. And I definitely think WB, totally pivoted suicide squad like as soon as bvs came out and the reactions and the audience came out they're like shit man we need to make this more like mcu more poppy more fun and they totally pivoted suicide squad into that and like you can see 
Uh, David Ayer even speaks about it now. Like, he was quiet when it first came out because he was towing the company line. But now he's like, man, release my air cut. Like, let's let's get going with this thing. So totally, like they they have been reactionary in that in that uh, in that sense. But uh, you know, Justice League comes out and everyone's like, where's like where's our solo build up films? And like, you know, it comes out and it is what it is. And like it came out and I actually saw it in theaters twice. And I saw it with you guys and I may have seen it with Carlos. He may have been lurking behind us in the in the theater. I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't it hasn't been confirmed or denied yet i'm still trying to track down security footage from that fateful day um and, and like i actually dug it like when it first came out i'm just like such a big fan of these characters that to see them all like unite and fight together i dug it when it first came out uh and like i, I like revisit it quite a bit like throughout the years and it's kind of one of those films that you know like every time i watch it a little bit of the shine comes off like i notice things that i don't pick up the first place that kind of like knock it down a little peg for me like 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 if i watch it in theaters and i don't even know what i gave it but like if it was like say like i watch it in theaters like an eight out of ten every time i watch it like drops like half a point because i just like i don't know it just like something i notice something and like i still enjoy it and like I, I you know i watched it this year and i thought it was fine but um yeah like like it wasn't this like grandiose epic thing that the justice league should be for their first adventure you mm. know like uh the justice league is like you got superman batman wonder woman aquaman flash cyborg like this thing should be massive and it just felt like kind of small scale so with this thing coming out like this is gonna feel like i know uh, i read some like critic reviews and stuff saying like this like has more in common with like lord of the rings than like mcu or like other dc films and that that's exciting for me. Like Lord of the Rings is freaking epic, man. Like, that's like I love those films, and so to see like to hear that like gets me so jacked. Um, it's it's been a long journey. I, I I can't wait to see this thing on Thursday. Like I'm, it literally feel like uh like a kid before Christmas about to unwrap a Christmas present, and the Christmas present is like a new Nintendo 64 that I know I'm gonna get because I saw it in my parents' closet <laughs> and I know it's coming in a couple days. <laughs> But I got to pretend like it's not there. Uh, that's like kind of like my hype level, man. Like this thing is going to be epic and like four hours long, like whatever, bring it on. You know, we just talked about like binging TV shows and whatnot. And uh, let, let's do it, man. Like I, I'm so hyped for this. You know, this is thing that I tweeted about, um, you know, I like Harassed tweets, Warner like... Brothers about. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't like, like I bought like a, like I have like a T-shirt to support. um the the film and like the proceeds went to uh the american mm -hmm. suicide prevention society so like stuff like that like it's just been something that like i'd read about and like i just never thought it would happen if i'm being completely honest with you i just it hasn't happened before and like when i would do those things i'd be like yeah let's get it done and like i think like the goal was like eventually i would see some sort of like assembly cut or like they would be like okay relent and just like release this thing like here's what we've done and here's what it would have been storyboards and whatnot. And I was just like, okay, like if that's the way it has to be, maybe that's the way it has to be. But for them to like throw in the money to finish the special effects, to roll it out in four hours. And like, and you do mention uh, Tim, like this, this wouldn't have been, you're right. This wouldn't have been mm -hmm. the movie we saw in 2017. I think Zack Snyder talks about it in an interview where in 2017, WB had a bunch of mandates that he wanted him to do. And so he would like film those scenes, but then he would like film his own scenes like as well, kind of just be like, well, let's just see if we can like maybe one day throw it in a director's cut or whatever. And and so like this is what like this is like 
like carte blanche if he had his like way of what he wanted to do this is like what we're gonna see so like this is unapologetic uh this is him he's kind of like throwing it all out there um yeah man hype level 11 out of 10 what was, what was troy's hype level i can't remember like a couple episodes ago it was like 15 out of 10 so 15, i'm gonna man. say like 15 and 15.1 out of 10 <laughs> <It's like laughs> <I know. laughs> nudge ahead of him for once in my life so uh <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is epic man like and and just to end on a thought like seeing uh the theatrical cut um and seeing like loose threads in bvs and man of steel not be picked up in that it kind of like dampened the experience of watching those two films for me when i would watch them throughout the years because i'm like oh that's a cool thread like this nightmare sequence but like you're like okay well it doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. you know for example and and then now that it like goes somewhere you think it, it, goes it somewhere. feels complete like it feels grandiose it feels like a vision this is this is epic, man. Like this is this is yeah, man. This is this is cool. It's kind of cool. I'm kind of excited. Kind of, kind of a just a little deal. bit, just a little bit. Yeah. What, what about you, Troy, man? What, what are some of your final thoughts yeah. here as we we walk in as Zack Snyder's Justice League here in just two days from time of recording? Yeah, man. Like like Sunny mentioned, dude, I'm all in. Um, before I've mentioned it before on the podcast, I wasn't the biggest fan of BVS. I definitely appreciated the Ultimate Edition mm-hmm. a lot more than the theatrical. And by the time we got to Justice League, I can't remember, was Wonder Woman out yet? Yep. It yes. came out Wonder that Woman earlier was... that year. Right. So Wonder Woman was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then we're going into B BV... or we're going into Justice League. And there's already the rumblings that um my boy Affleck's kind of out. So me myself was kind of already like about to check out with this universe. So my expectations were unbelievably lowered when I went to see that film. And when I did see it, I was like, okay, like, sure. This is okay. I'm ready to walk away and get back into the MCU, to be honest. <laughs> so um, then, though, with the with the Snyderverse being pushed so hard, the Snyder cut, I think it wasn't until fandom or maybe a little bit before when I was really like, I like this, man. I like what's going on. Like, we are getting something completely different that is going to, um, you know, piggyback a little bit off of BVS of, of the plots that they've laid down there. Because like you just mentioned, they went away from a lot of those things like the nightmare sequence, the flash that's kind of coming at us there. And then obviously the trailers, man, the trailers, the marketing, the recent action figures, mm-hmm. uh, Affleck being more prominent, Superman, obviously, Cyborg, you know, like it's looking like the Justice League. It's looking epic. The stakes seem there. I'm hearing this Lord of the Rings comparison and I'm like, wow, cool. Because this sounds different than the MCU, but like in a good way, though. Like, this seems like a grand adventure that the Justice League is doing their first rodeo on. And, and it, I mean, hopefully it works. So I'm uh, I'm just completely there. And I, it's kind of, it feels like a big event, man. It is a big event. This four-hour flick, whether you digest it in the four hours or you go um, by the chapters, I think, was it we, we talked about the other day? It was like seven six, chapters? Yeah, six seven chapter. total, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's kind of cool. And just to see a lot of the fan base, they, you know, it's probably a little mixed, but it's just, it's... We've never been here yeah. before for a film. And it's really kind of something neat to be like, you know what? Hop on and just and see where it goes. If it's going to be awesome, then it's awesome. And if it's not, well, you know, that's unfortunate. But um, it's uh, <laughs> this is his last hurrah, right? We, we just got off of um, Wonder Woman 84. And that was all Patty Jenkins. Like, that was completely her vision. 
Yes. My opinion, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't the greatest vision. <laughs> so I'm hoping this time around WB, which is clearly Zach's vision, I hope it works. I really I really am rooting for this movie. Like I want to walk away from this being like, give me more. Give me the part two, give me the part three. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, but I just a lot of these films I'm always rooting for, but when I'm let down, man, I am let down. And I will let you know <laughs> that it didn't work. We'll see me. next week. <laughs> we will see next week. I don't want to come back here next week taking off the gloves, man. I want to come back here next week just high praise with this thing. So I'm I'm really, really hoping, man, it hits on all levels. I really am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, goddamn Batman. You've been sitting there in silence. Let's let's bring your final thoughts. We we've talked about this lots. We talked about it a lot on the live stream with the V thirty nine boys. And we've expressed a lot of our opinions in the progression and the lead up to all of this. But if you're going to cap cap this off before we see this, this is your last opportunity at the mic. What, what are you going to say? Yeah, Man, look, I, I think it's like well-documented everything I've said and where I was coming from as far as Zack Snyder's take on the DC universe. And Sonny did a good little recap, as did you. Um, and I like the theatrical version of justice league warts and all as as i've said here before but in looking at those reviews that have been coming out and i I haven't digested a ton of them i've just focused on people who i historically am congruent with in the professional review space so not really the fan sites or anything like that but people who assess movies kind of with a similar lens as i do and to be honest, most of them have been negative on the Zack Snyder stuff to date, except now. And to see those people talk about this being a completely new experience, to see it, them talk about it being massively refined and being excellent on its own merits, like the story behind it and how we got here, notwithstanding that it's this huge epic seven samurais lord of the rings type of movie and that it looks incredible and is fulfilling and interesting and captivating i like man there's been a couple of times where i've kind of stopped in my tracks and had to check myself because i was like shoot i'm getting what i wanted like when this thing got announced and when we recorded i said like i just want whatever he does to do the justice league justice and to showcase these characters on a grand epic scale where I have a movie because like these guys are my first love, like the MCU, like the Marvel characters are like a close second. Like literally it's like my two kids. Like (laughs) there's, there's good shit and bad shit about both. Like I love, I love them both, but I, I wanted to be able to point to a movie and like, you, you can argue that the theatrical cut of Justice League is good, but it's like, yeah, it kind of like the the color correction is weird and you got to look past that. And there's weird stuff with Superman's face and Batman presents different depending on what scenes are being showcased and stuff. And I want to be able to point to a Justice League movie and say like this, this is what this is all about. This is these characters and all their glory and look how cool they are. And they're in this interesting and entertaining story and honestly i didn't think we'd get there i I thought we'd get something that some people would really love and that people who were cold on the previous stuff would be cold on now but shoot it seems like he did it man like one of the things that's universal across the board is like this is the most accessible Zack snyder film Mm -hmm. um 
which is massive. Like, and I love Man of Steel, and but there's there's people that can't get into this that one. So, if his big four hour Justice League movie is the one that everybody can sit down and enjoy, and you get to see it on a grand scale, and I know the rating was an issue for a few people, but by all accounts, it's not. The R is a pretty soft. R. Yeah, it didn't like, see. It's not even talked about at all, really, the violence or anything like that. Yeah, like they said, there's like two f bombs through the course of the movie, and like a bit of blood here and there. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm actually excited. Like uh, the journey to get here and everything else, notwithstanding, it's like, man, kudos to you. If you mm-hmm. if I walk away on Friday with like this amazing Justice League movie that at the end of the thing all seven of those characters or well six technically um are looking as cool as the avengers did at the end of age of ultron at least i'll take it yeah i'll take it yeah i i, I think they're like to, to wrap this whole thing up i'm dropping all the baggage at the door before i go and watch this thing and i'm gonna watch it for what it is and i'm gonna come back with my honest opinion next week and to be Dead honest with you right now, I want this to be successful. You know, as much as I've played the antagonist role and the probably the person with the, the coldest response to all of this, I want this to be successful. I want, like you said, Carlos, to be able to look and say, there's the Justice League movie. There it is. They can do whatever they want next. I think ultimately they've chosen a path, which is, like you said, Sonny, diverges a lot from the MCU. And it doesn't have to be the MCU at the end of the day. Right? It's a blueprint for success, but there's a way to do things and companies all over the world that are in competition with each other do things differently and find different forms of success. It doesn't need to be that. It just needs to be a good story. It needs to work on screen. It needs to flow and ultimately needs to do these characters justice. And by the, all so- by the sounds of what we're hearing right now, it does that. So let's see. Let's see what we get here, guys. It's, it is a very exciting moment because it's the first of its kind. And it may or may not be the only of its kind on this scale. And there, there's reasons why it happened. And there's reasons why we may or may not get something in the future. But ultimately, we're going to get this one. So we're going to focus on this one for this week and into next week's podcast where we do a full rundown of that film. Not in the same detail that we always do, <laughs> but definitely, definitely breaking <laughs> this thing down in all sorts of normal nerd room details. So guys, make sure you plug in to HBO Max or Crave or whatever it is that you consume Justice League on or HBO or DC on. And then join us next week for a discussion around Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's going to be a fun one, guys. It's going to be an interesting one. And I'm hoping for the best on the other side of this. So there it is, guys. We've got a lot in nerd to look forward to. Guys, look. What did we talk about this week? Zack Snyder's Justice League, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Superman and Lois, the Batman toys. Guys, we gave it a full rundown. And to be honest with you, it is a great time to be a nerd. It's incredible what we're getting on our doorsteps. Literally in our living rooms, we're going to experience all of this And it's fantastic. It's a fantastic time to be a fan. And it's a fantastic time to be a freaking collector. Let me tell you, expensive, but fantastic. So, guys, with all that being said, please join us next week for our Zack Snyder's Justice League review. There may be a little bonus thing tossed out there. 
with regards to the Falcon Winter Soldier. We'll see. But there is something that we're cooking up with some of the boys over at Let's Go and at Vigilante 1939. So keep your ears tuned to the podcast and your eyes on Twitter to see what comes out of there once we get everything ironed out. It will definitely be in relation to both Zack Snyder's Justice League and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So keep your ears to the ground for that one. And guys, if you'd like to be a bigger part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom.gmail.com. You can find everything that we do over at thenerdroom.net. The hunt is real, and it's over on Instagram at the nerdrm. You can check out Troy's incredible video of that Super 7 Leo and the forthcoming Super 7 Wrath, which I'm hoping he gets to in the not-too-distant future. So go check that out. And Twitter. Twitter, guys, it's where we do hang out. It's where we do find ourselves giving opinions, thoughts, and praise to things that we know and love in these universes. So our handles are at the end of the episode. And a big shout-out to Jared, a good friend Jared. He's put together a discourse for us, so we hop in there once in a while. There's lots of discussion in the background there. Comics, collecting, whatever it is, jump in there. He set that up. He's running it. I do apologize. I haven't been in as much as I'd like, but it is another place to go and discuss nerd with friends. And so Jared, big thanks for that one. We appreciate everything that you do and bring to the podcast. So guys, next time we talk, we're going to be on the other side of the Falcon Winter Soldier and of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And until then, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. Guys, we will see you and talk to you next week. Be safe, be kind, and thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.